Greetings. You're listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast, and this is episode 82. Greetings, everyone. I hope you're having a positive and upful week. Before we get into this week's episode, I want to put everyone on notice that the doors for the second cohort of students for the Start Your Business coaching program, which, as you know, is linked to the Start Your Business workbook and planner. Well, those doors are going to be opening in a few weeks. So I'm putting people on notice because I've had so many inquiries about when the course will start again. And also, I thought it would be good for you to hear what some students are saying. One student says, I'm currently in the Living Your Best Life in Africa coaching program, and it's one of the best decisions I've ever made. The planner is awesome and the program has a wealth of vital information for African descended people so we can live in our hot country of choice. Amazing. Another student says, the Living Your Best Life in Africa coaching program has given me access to thousands of pounds of tuition for free. And with Dr. Asher as my business mentor, plus my very own Start Your Business Workbook and Planner, what's not to love? It's great. And finally, this last comment comes from a student who missed the cutoff point. And he says, I heard about this book and the coaching programme and I kind of waited because I wasn't sure if this was right for me. You know, not sure if I wanted to be out there in public like that with other people knowing my business and my business ideas. But I wish I had taken the plunge and joined the course. I purchased the workbook and planner and the detail is amazing. I wish I had purchased my book in time to join the first class because I can see there is a system in what Dr. Asher teaches and I can see that I would have had my business by now and would be ahead with my plans. I'm on a wait list now for the next class and I will be sprinting my way into that programme when it starts up again. So if any of these comments vibe with you, what are you waiting for? If you want to get ahead with your side hustle and best life plans, this is the course and workbook planner for you. There is no other business startup course out there that provides what is provided with the Start Your Business workbook and planner and the accompanying Start Your Business course. All you need is a copy of the book to get onto the free course. And you can find the links to the book at the bottom of the show notes where you're listening to this podcast. If this isn't for you, then pass it on to someone else who's looking for something like this. I guarantee they will not be disappointed. And that sort of brings me on to this week's episode where I'm looking at the role of self-sabotage and how this gets in the way of us living our best life and also gets in the way of taking key decisions to move our plans forward. 
So what is self-sabotage? What do I mean? I'm talking about the active steps that you take, meaning things you know you are doing, the active steps that you take to shut down your own goals. But also, it's about the passive steps that you take, meaning behaviours that you've adopted because of your life experiences that almost become automatic responses that happen sometimes without thought or explanation, but which happen in a way that shut down your goals or eat up any progress that you're making. Self-sabotage can affect almost every part of your life and can frustrate the hell out of you because when you see yourself taking one step forward and celebrating that win and then taking six steps backward to rub out the progress you've achieved or you had planned to achieve, this can really affect your self-belief. And when this becomes a cycle of behaviour that becomes common in your life, this forwards and then soul-destroying backwards movement can really lower your self-confidence and bring on feelings of being stuck and going nowhere and going nowhere fast. So in this week's episode, I'm going to look at why people self-sabotage, how you know that you're self-sabotaging and what you can do to rise above self-sabotaging tendencies. Now, One of the main reasons African descent people or black people self-sabotage is because we have major issues with shame. It's something that we have never really explored as part of our transgenerational history, meaning as part of traits that have been handed down to us through the generations. What we know is that the fear of shame makes us fear failure, especially when we believe that our failure will be a public event that is out in the communities we are associated with for everyone to see and pass comment on. That fear of shame and failure means that we sit with sufferation longer than any other people on the western parts of the planet and instead of reaching out we give ourselves reason to justify sitting with the sufferation and give ourselves reasons why our plans to change things would not have succeeded anyway. And to add insult to injury, we add more sufferation on ourselves on top of the step back that we have taken. What do I mean? I guess if you know me, you know that I use storytelling as a way to try to explain certain points. So when I think of self-sabotage and how difficult it can be when we don't reach out and we try to do things on our own, then I think about being on a diet, possibly for personal reasons, but being on a diet still and doing well for a few days or weeks or months and then having a bad day and then eating your way through everything you can get your hands on and then not being able to stop eating until you realise that the gains you made have been wiped out and now you weigh more than when you started the diet. Weighing more than when you started is a classic example of adding insult to injury and the sufferation comes from trying to lose weight in secret or in private because of the fear of ridicule or failure 
if you can't do it or you don't do it. But all the research shows that if you lose weight in a group where you can get support from like-minded people on the same path as you, then you'll do much better and likely achieve your weight loss goals. Now, I'm not saying that you can't do something like this on your own. You can, but you need to have a real bank of resilience inside of you to deal with the ups and downs of a weight loss journey and not give up. And research shows that the majority of people have some of this. But in order to get that bank of resilience working, most people need the support of others to support them on their journey to success. And this cycle is the same cycle that sabotages your best life plans when you try to do things in secret or you're afraid of failure so you don't put yourself out there. There is no people on this planet who don't have bad days or have bad things happen to them. But when you're part of a dominant culture, no matter how bad things get, you are always taught that you are better than those others. And for most white people, this is enough to get them out the next day or the next week trying again. It sort of reminds me of when I was walking home one day in the UK a few years ago now and I could see a tramp ahead of me who looked drunk because I could see the beer can in his hand and a few of them on the ground around him and he was kind of swaying and he was sitting on the pavement with a cup in his hand begging people for money as they walked past him. So I've got to walk past him And I'm getting myself ready. And as I walked past this man, he didn't ask me for money. Instead, he looked at me and said, fuck off back to your own country. And this is what I mean about the added benefits you get from belonging to a dominant culture. Because no matter his situation, this man still had the sense of superiority about his status or his identity or about belonging to a dominant group. And that status, that belief system, that solidarity that he got from the group was giving him life in that moment so that he could look at me, a triple graduate at the time, and say what he said with such confidence. And it's that sense of belonging to group confidence that we lack. We lack a consistent response to sufferation that can give us life. And it isn't that those responses are not there for us. For me, it's that we sit too much and for too long with the sense of shame and a fear of failure. And we let opportunities grow and pass us by. Whilst we're letting those opportunities grow out of the limited space provided for us, whilst we're letting this pass us by, we're also consoling ourselves about the choice to sit with sufferation by sometimes placing the blame for our stagnation on somewhere else or someone else. And our actions can then come out in support of that blaming position when we sometimes start telling ourselves that we couldn't have achieved our goals anyway or that we're not good enough to start that side hustle 
or that I couldn't have lost the weight and I just needed to accept that and move on and buy bigger clothes. We don't realise that what we are doing is placing the blame somewhere else or on someone else so we don't have to try. Now again, I'm not saying that there isn't a system and it's people out there that don't want us to succeed. That is there. But what I am saying is that we add another layer to that and place the blame on ourselves or our families or our communities that we live in or one person who thinks they're it and so on and so on. In fact, we blame anyone and anything because it's too painful to look within and see that what we are really doing is justifying our decision to sit with sufferation by procrastinating or convincing ourselves or accepting that we cannot succeed. And in the moment we are doing this, we can feel powerful. But what is really happening is that we have our own little piece of control. Even if what we are controlling is our belief that we can never become great. And in applying this self-sabotaging belief, we are in effect controlling our feelings of failure and shame whilst also protecting ourselves from not having to go outside our comfort zone and try. Now in episode 10 of the podcast, I talk about how the fear of failure is one of the main reasons African descent people in the West never start that side hustle or business they're always dreaming of starting or never take those giant steps in their life that they dream about. And I talk about how the fear of failure or the fear of not knowing how to fail or not knowing how to use failure as your greatest inspiration actually gets in the way of your progress and can lead to a cycle of self-sabotage. Now, I'll put a link to that episode in this week's show notes where you're listening to this week's podcast because there may be some of you out there who want to revisit that episode and I guarantee you if you re-listen to it, you won't be disappointed. So, how do you know you're self-sabotaging? Well, sometimes you don't know until you find yourself stuck in a place or a space that you feel you cannot get out of. And when you arrive at that realisation, the best thing to do is to ask yourself some questions and to be honest with your answers. Ask yourself whether you're prioritising instant relief from the turmoil you feel inside and whether you're using other substances or distractions to mask your feelings of pain, shame, failure or disappointment. Are you avoiding what needs to be done, even if it's just to keep things going? Has the latest setback made you sit back? Are you avoiding your own self-care both inside and out and using self-demeaning thoughts like I'm not good enough or I'll never be able to do this or self-defeating thoughts like who am I to think that I can even start a business or I'm too old or I should be retiring now and sitting down or maybe he's right and I would only fail if I try 
or people think I'm rubbish anyway, so what's the point? Or someone said, I can't start a side hustle because I'm too old and I should move over and give the youngsters a space and go sit down. Are you using self-defeating thoughts to justify sitting with sufferation? And are you always procrastinating and putting off what your spirit is telling you to do now by putting yourself off and using a wait and see approach? But in fact, the waiting never ends. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you could be allowing yourself to become best friends with self-sabotaging behaviour. And if this is the case, you need to be honest with yourself and ask yourself why you feel you don't deserve better for yourself. And then ask yourself who or what you are waiting on to give you that perfect point in time for you to step up and step out of the limitations you've placed on yourself. You are your greatest liberator, but self-sabotage can creep up on you to steal your joy and you need to be aware of that and how to challenge that. So how do you rise above self-sabotage? The first thing to do is to understand what self-sabotage is. It's a fear of shame and failure or a fear of success or a fear of being visible and putting yourself out there. Or it's a lack of self-worth or feeling that you are not deserving of good things happening for you. It can be any of these and any combination of these or all of these things. And self-sabotage doesn't feel too bad when you're oblivious to it and when all the action is taking place in your feelings and emotions where you're then comforting and sedating yourself with other things. But eventually it can break out onto the surface and you see it in your avoidance actions which I've just spoken about and the self-defeating thoughts that you have and the use of other comforts to mask the pain or the lack of self-care or the avoidance of acting and the use of procrastination to sit with the sufferation. So the way to rise above self-sabotage is to first be aware that it's there. Because before you can change anything, you have to know where your blocks are and understand why they are there. Ask yourself what you're afraid of or whether you believe you are worthy of more than what you currently have and whether you believe you deserve better in your life. Just asking yourself these questions stops you thinking and acting on autopilot and helps you to take the first steps towards getting to know yourself better. It might surprise you to know that when you're self-sabotaging, you don't really know who you are and you're living in a shadow of your whole self. So getting to know yourself is one of the best gifts you can give yourself when you're trying to challenge self-sabotage. The next thing you can do is to ask yourself what you want for yourself. It's good to be aware of what you want so you can check that the things you are striving to achieve are really yours and for you and not focused or based on what others are doing. 
it's good to get in touch with your innermost desires so you can separate them from the measurements you are making of yourself against the public appearances of other people. What is for you is for you and what others have is for them. It comes down to that famous saying that see me and live with me is two different things. And when I think about that saying, it also reminds me that all that glitters is not gold. And although someone may look successful on the face of things, we don't know the struggles they go through to maintain that appearance. And therefore, we should not measure ourselves by someone else's success. What is waiting for you is yours and that space for you to go out and get it will always be there until you use it or lose it. To use it, you have to decide what you want and you have to do this by remembering your why. I spoke about remembering your why in episode 46 of the podcast And I'll also put a link to that episode as well, in case you want to re-listen to that one. Again, you won't be disappointed. It's been one of the most popular episodes on the podcast. Remembering your why is remembering your purpose and why you chose a particular dream or a particular path. And to then use your why to motivate you Because your why is your freedom pass and your why is your power to define your own reality. And if you make your why your mantra, it will sit at the front of your mind and start growing there to give you life every day. It will be that mantra, that life-giving energy that will help you to replace those self-sabotaging thoughts and patterns with that life-giving energy to do you and to dance like you don't care who is watching you. So if you're wondering what to do next, then start by getting a piece of paper and writing down all the positive goals that you've ever had and then pick one goal to focus on and make a start. If you want to post that goal into the Living Your Best Life in Africa Facebook chat, then I will respond to you and give you the lift that you need. But you have to make that start. Me? I look forward to hearing from you. So don't let your special space go to waste. Self-sabotage can really place some limitations on your life. Of that there is no doubt. But you know as well as I do that even whilst you're self-sabotaging, your dreams don't go anywhere, your plans don't go anywhere and all that happens is that you begin to make a stack in your mind that makes you feel worse when you reflect on where you could have been had you stuck to task. And so I'm inviting you to use the opportunities that are in this week's podcast to stick to your task, to resurrect your best life plans. And if it's really part of your dreams and your goals, 
than to make a start and make a bid to join the Living Your Best Life in Africa Start Your Business Workbook and Planner and Coaching Programme. You will not be disappointed. And I, as I said, look forward to hearing from you. If you're loving these podcasts, tell other people we are here and encourage them to listen in. The more of our communities we can uplift, the better we will be. And finally, I would really appreciate it if you could take some time out and leave me your comments or a review on iTunes so that we can push the podcast up and make it more visible. I love hearing from you and I am always open to what you think and what you need. Until next week, don't let your special space go to waste. You've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. My name is Dr. Asha and for this week, I'm out.